0: Are you on Twitter? Not really, now. I mean, I do have an account. I literally just signed up uh, when the Democratic, um, what was that called? The primaries? Yeah, yeah. And I'd signed up just because I wanted to see what Donald Trump was going to tweet during them. Um, and it did not disappoint. It was quite, it was quite entertaining. But anyway, but I, I literally awesome. don't follow. I just go on, whenever someone has a link, you know, like on Facebook and you click it, I can actually see what it is. Right. But I don't follow anyone or talk to anyone.
1: Well, we're gonna talk about I'm just it today. The ghost. We're gonna to talk about people that get banned on uh, on the Twitter. So A lot of banning. A lot of banning. Alright, we'll save it for the podcast. We're men, okay? That means a few things. I couldn't do that. Could you do that?
0: How can they do that? Who are those guys? We're men. But we're not afraid to say that we love other men.
1: Uh-huh. Now you know, we are too wild and crazy guys. Can't take it back now. Everybody heard it. It's out there. Everybody hear it? Yo, welcome back to That Guy Show. I'm William. I'm Mateo. That Guy Show is a podcast for men, about men, by men, as men, with men. Amen. Yo! What's going on? Dude, I love the new intro. That was amazing. Right, dude? I, I think it's... I, yeah, it's good.
0: Dude, how did you put that all together? You put that whole, like, little montage together well, in, like, I, an hour.
1: I finally fired our producer. Oh, he needed he needed a good kick in the pants. Of, of almost three and a half years. And just got rid of that jack leg. And uh, hired a new guy, and... uh so far, so good. So he put the whole thing together.
0: Very nice.
1: Yeah. Very nice. Um,
0: I'm totally pumped up now.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I, I'm feeling like... So we we recorded a bunch of intros, me and you, and I picked the most energetic one for the... Uh, the producer picked the most energetic one uh, to, to put in there. So hopefully it'll get us kind of pumped and motivated in our shows, and we got to keep that, you know, fire and intensity going. Yeah, keep um, that
0: energy going. Awesome. Uh, hey, that wh- nice positive energy of of suppression.
1: Of suppression, that's right. By
0: elite ruling class and tech oligarchs. Cheers, my brother. Cheers. To the downfall of Western civilization.
1: Um, what you drinking tonight, dude? Same? same.
0: Um, well, it's different from last podcast, but not that different. This is the Isaac Bowman um, Port Barrel Finished Whiskey. Oh, is that the
1: one that has the fruit in it?
0: There's not fruit, but it's in port barrel. So you know, like port wine is super sweet. That's the wine they got at that abbey. Oh yeah. You ever get the wine at the abbey?
1: No, but yeah. yeah they, oh well, yeah 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 okay. yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah yeah. The monks. There's like a there's like a monastery by our house, and the monks have like this super sweet port wine that they use uh, for the. Uh, Blessed Sacrament, there. But uh yeah, it's I mean, it's noticeably sweet and like, oh, this is this is kind of tasty. So wow. I always maybe that's you know, I didn't even make the reference, Will, but I think I am subliminally because I like whiskeys finished in port, and I think that it may be connected because I'm associating it with my college years. Because mm. like basically, you know, I went to daily mass for four years there, and that's probably what I associate it with. So I just have like this natural affinity to. Port wine,
1: yeah. That, that's that's Isn't that uh, crazy.
0: I'm getting like psychological,
1: right? <laughs> Psychologicky. Um, I'm drinking a squirrel peanut butter whiskey.
0: Is it? Is it smell like dusty muskrat on the side of the road? Is it nutty? It
1: smells like a Reese's peanut butter cup, my brother.
0: Uh, you're, you're sticking with that peanut butter whiskey.
1: Yeah. Um. So. I got a game for you. Okay. I forgot what I was going to say. But I, I I remembered. Anyway, so this game is going to be um are they banned or are they not banned on Twitter? Oh,
0: okay. When this is like banned right now or just ever been banned at one time?
1: Yeah, ever been another? ever been uh suspended, right?
0: Suspended or banned?
1: Yeah, yeah. So point. so suspended permanently would be the banned, right? But just suspended in general. So um, uh, anyway, all right, so first things first. And this is just Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, this is just Twitter. All right, all right. And then I'm going to yeah. give you what the tweet was.
0: Oh, oh, you're actually going to tell me what what was the, uh, okay.
1: What was the offense, right? Um, well, not, I wouldn't say what the exact tweet was. I have some of that information, but some of it is going to be like the reason why they were banned, right? Okay, well, maybe um,
0: after I guess you can tell yeah, me yeah, the yeah. reason
1: why. Okay. So we'll do the We'll do the first one. Um, uh, Nicki Minaj.
0: Um, no, no way. Nicki Minaj got banned.
1: She tweeted. OK, boys, what's your ball size?
0: <laughs>
1: that, that is a real she, Nicki Minaj tweet.
0: And she what? She's probably referencing the type of like rugby ball that people like to play with. Maybe. Isn't she British? No. The British have all kind of... She's not British? Who's the British one?
1: I have no idea. Dude, Is there a British Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj?
0: Am I confusing Nicki Minaj with Rihanna? Who's the... One of them's from Britain. They have like a clear British accent.
1: Yeah, I don't think Rihanna's from Britain either. I think she's totally from here.
0: Dude, you... You don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. So it's, tell me... So, So was she not referring to some sort of like a game or something like that?
1: I'm pretty sure she was referring to a guy's junk. Okay. So, but was she suspended?
0: Oh, I said I said no.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Good job. You're correct.
0: I, said, I, I just said no. I was like, dude, there's no way you're going to ban Nicki Minaj. Even though I could see how a person could maybe take that to be, I don't know. I don't know why that would be against the terms of service. Is there any? Is there any like? Uh, I don't, I think you can be as, you know, suggestive or provocative as you want on these platforms. Well,
1: some of the algorithms might see asking for the size of balls, and she said boys, right? So underage, maybe. So it could have gotten flagged and whatnot. So you you never know with some of these 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 algorithms. Um, all right, next one. By the way, Nicki
0: Minaj. Is Trinidadian and American, and she—that's why she has the accent. And she was born in freaking the port of Spain. So just back off me. Apparently, you've never heard her talk. She has a clear accent.
1: I don't think she has an accent at all, and I have heard. Yeah, her talk. she has
0: a very clear accent. To me, it sounds British, but it's also Trinidad—the Trinidadian <laughs> accent is also a little British, by the okay, way. Okay. That's where it comes from.
1: Next one, Mike Lindell. You know who Mike? Mike Lindell?
0: Oh yeah, Mike Lindell. Check him out. I like him online on the TV.
1: Yeah, good old Mikey Mike. Yeah. So Mike Lindell is the guy that sells the pillows, the My Pillow guy.
0: Oh, My Pillow man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, My Pillow man.
1: So do you know? First, first off, guess before I go into the tweet.
0: Well, just For because I know he likes donald trump i'm just gonna say they found a reason to ban him okay i'm just gonna go with that even though he seems like such a nice guy i know he's a little bit of a conspiracy theorist but i mean i can't see him blowing up twitter being like f these mofos he's he just seems like a polite guy
1: yeah yeah so you know? no he's he's permanently banned so no. yeah as of uh the 25th of january so just Please four, four days ago
0: Please at least tell me he threatened someone or he, like, he cursed someone out. So he was
1: banned from Twitter for repeated violations of Twitter's civic integrity policy. Wendell used his Twitter account to promote disinformation about the 2020 presidential election.
0: Ah. There we go. There we go with the repression of free speech.
1: All right. All right. Next one. That's good. Dude, you're two for two, man. I got two more for you. Um, All right. Danny Trejo.
0: Yeah, okay, Danny. Danny Trejo. So Just Dan- for, the, for our audience who are not cultured,
1: maybe you could tell them who Danny uh, Trejo is. So, I am hope I'm saying his last name right, but um, he was in... Oh, my gosh. He's one of those actors you would know if you saw him. He's like a B-list, maybe C-list celebrity. Always kind of plays a bad guy. Um, uh, Hispanic... Okay. Gosh, what was the movie that he was in? I think he was in. Um, he was in a movie well, with Brad Pitt. Anyway, um, all right.
0: So, so he's in Hollywood hmm. and he's Hispanic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I'm gonna it say
0: down. not banned.
1: Not banned. Okay. So well, here's his tweet. Do you want to hear his tweet first? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll take two. So it it just says, "Who wants a piece of cake? Who? Oh, I'm sorry. Who? Let me rephrase it. Who wants a piece? Question mark of a cake that is, but he's holding a machete and he's facing the camera. <laughs> there is a birthday cake behind him and it looks like it might be one of his kids birthdays or or whatnot. OK,
0: well, I'm just going to go with. But Hispanic it's the machete Holly- and everything. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. His yeah machete. He could have a machine gun. I'm just saying Hollywood Hispanic. I'm going to say not banned.
1: Not banned. OK, very good. Yeah, yeah. He's he's totally. Totally not. Banned. Bing,
0: bing, 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 bing. Um do we see a trend happening already? We didn't even intend it to be like this, but that's how I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. guessing along uh suspected ideological lines.
1: No, I like it. I like it. Um so speaking of Machete, he was actually in the movies Machete. Machete and Machete Kills. He was in uh From Dusk Till Dawn. Um He's actually done some kid movies too so he's done he's done a lot. He was in uh black licorice, big kill, like I said, First a lot of, of all, these smaller well,
0: you know very well I've never seen any of these movies, and even if he was a big actor, I don't break the fourth wall you, you don't. know I don't break the fourth wall right I okay. mean unless the person's like Tom Hanks or something yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but I mean outside of like your like you know top one percent of actors, I don't know who anybody is
1: well, you don't really know who. Um, Tom Hanks is either. So I know who Tom Hanks is. I saw Money Pit. Oh, okay. All
0: and right. I was working at Blockbuster when Castaway came out. Ooh, there you go. You worked at Blockbuster? Oh, heck yeah, I did. Blockbuster, Carrollton, in the NOLO. I worked there. Actually, I just worked there for a summer. But I worked so many hours, I feel like I worked there for like a year. Um, you don't... People don't normally get uh, I guess, just like such a short-term job at Blockbuster. But my cousin was the assistant manager <clears throat> and they were just like in need of people. And I was like responsible and had nothing to do with my life because I was in a seminary, long story there. But uh, summertime, there was like nothing to do. And so uh, I just worked at Blockbuster. Uh, mm. It was good times. but um, But yeah, it was crazy. That was back when we still had a good ratio of DVDs versus vhs
1: gotcha yeah yeah that that,
0: that was a while ago and and then that was but it was after we switched to midnight you know uh -hmm. no no no, i'm sorry it's after we switched from midnight to noon the next day yeah yeah and then that still confused people it was about 12 it was like seven (laughs) years we had switched to noon the next day and almost every day some old ladies like, I dropped it off by midnight. And you're like, we haven't had that in seven years.
1: You're the only person I know who can go down a rabbit hole so far and off on a tangent.
0: Well, I'll just tell you, you've never seen how at the depth of a person's integrity until you've worked at Blockbuster. And you've seen <laughs> how how even the, the most stingent, And righteous person will lie their ass off to get out of those late fees. I believe you. I saw the depravity of humanity. All right, uh, this is
1: this is this is a podcast for another podcast. All right, fine. (laughs) We'll talk
0: about a blockbuster podcast for another time, and the depths of of human uh, depravity.
1: (laughs) Kanye West.
0: Kanye West. i don't i'm gonna have to say man this one could go either way he checks off all the boxes probably shouldn't be banned but then he does he did wear make america great again hat um i'm gonna say banned banned he's been banned
1: okay uh do you want to know his reason sure before your final answer um In September of 2020, he published the phone number of Forbes magazine editor Randall Lane.
0: Ooh, well, if yeah, that'll get you banned. That is, I believe, a dox. Is that what that's called?
1: Yes, that is a doxy dox. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he was he was temporarily suspended. Wasn't a full ban. So maybe if he did it with a MAGA hat, it would have been full on.
0: I mean, maybe you if know. he gave the guy's address or something. I maybe. guess it depends on the context. Because yeah. if you're just giving out someone's number just because you wanted to annoy annoy that person, yeah, that's one thing. Opposed to giving out someone's address, which is just inherently dangerous.
1: Right. I mean, it, it's a good read on, on Wikipedia. You can actually go and see Twitter suspensions. And it gives you like de- kind of details on all these different uh, people. Um, so they'll give you the name, even their handle. They'll give you uh, a description of that person. The date... If it was permanent or temporary, if it's been reinstated, and then kind of the reasons why. So Kanye West, for his description, says American rapper and U.S. presidential candidate. So he's um, he's milking that uh, candidacy as far as he can go. Um, so yeah, that was the last one that I had, dude. I had four. And dude, you, you knocked it freaking out the park. And I, I feel like there's a conspiracy behind it all. But... I don't know how you got them all right.
0: Well, uh, I, you know, I, I do amaze myself. I'm not gonna lie. Right. So oh, look, guy on the list. Good old David Dukes on the list. Kind of glad he's uh, suspended.
1: So wait, hold on. Don't go too far into the list because I got a whole list of stuff right here. Oh. So I've. There's been a lot of banning on Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah, not just a lot. not just lately, but just in in general there's been a lot of banning on twitter and i never even knew that people would get banned on twitter the only people that i really knew are people that like to push the envelope and don't mind crossing the line like uh um i always butcher his name uh milo y- yin yeah um, so like he's one that would he's he'll he doesn't even tread the line he just bounces back and forth Um, There's a YouTuber named uh, PewDiePie. I don't know if you're familiar with PewDiePie.
0: I'm a little familiar.
1: PewDiePie. Uh, So PewDiePie has been banned. I think he's actually permanently banned now. I don't remember if it's been reinstated or not. Um, And then Gavin McGinnis, who is the founder of uh, Vice uh, Magazine or Vice News. Um, No longer affiliated with him. Um, But he's also the founder of the Proud Boys. He's not even American, He's Canadian. Yeah. Um I mean I saw him he's on been the banned.
0: Joe, I saw him on the Joe Rogan show.
1: Yeah. And he's not one to say whatever he wants just to push the envelope, right? So there's a lot of things like that, that I'm kind of like, I can see how you got yourself banned and you can't, you know. I think you banned yourself on purpose just for the publicity of all of it all, right? But here's some interesting Twitter bans that I found through that through that entire list. I only pulled out like six or seven. But one, Jack Dorsey was temporarily suspended from Twitter. Wait, he get temporary he's temporarily suspended himself? So, Jack Dorsey is the CEO, founder of Twitter, uh co-founder, and in November of 2016, he was temporarily suspended from Twitter. And it was accidental. It just it was a computer glitch.
0: Are you serious? Yeah, so Dude, that was not an accident. That was some desk nerd just being like, oh, I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm gonna ban this dude.
1: Totally potential. I mean, I I agree with that. They're like, so. oh, it's just a
0: glitch in our system. Now they can be like, hey, it happened to me. It can happen to anyone. Yeah. We'll fix it after the election.
1: Uh, James Woods is an actor and also um, a right wing conservative, uh, very vocal in his political beliefs. In September of 2018, he posted hoax political meme about Democrats not wanting men to vote. And Twitter said that it, it could have had a potential to be misleading in a way that could impact elections. Ah, dude. So his was temporary. Um, he refused to delete it. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if Twitter came in and deleted it. I don't know what the outcome of that story was. But in all honesty, just a, a meme is a meme, Right. And I kind of feel like with some of these here, I kind of feel like it shouldn't be Twitter's responsibility to judge what the public is going to read into. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, but it's so next level because it's like, well, it could be read to mean as soon as you do that, you can just ban whatever you want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, I, I think the, honestly, I just feel like the, I mean, I think the, I think the first thing you see with all this is there's a clear political bias inside of these tech companies. That's so clear. And now that one political party controls the Senate and the Congress, there's just been like this huge movement of like, okay, well, look, don't, don't, uh, don't censor us. We're going to just crush all your opponents and then we're good. And then you can just leave us alone, to, Profit gouge and do all the stuff we've been doing, selling people's data and don't want to deal with it, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I feel like there's a big part of that. And that just causes people resentment and even more anger, um, which is kind of ironic because it's going to create the people who are at the Capitol uh, and people in conspiracy theory world only get worse When you repress information and when you lie about why you're repressing information and you try to prevent open and honest dialogue. Yeah. You have officially created the powder keg for I don't want to say revolution, but you've created the 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 like anger, the righteous indignation. I mean what's going on with the stock market and just how it's so clear that the that that normal people were told, oh look, this is a free and fair market. It's the stock exchange. Everyone plays by the same rules. Until the day came where with billionaires law were losing money and the regular guy was screwing them and then all of a sudden the rules changed. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And everyone's all little accounts, mine included, were frozen. I was unable to buy more game stock or more AMC stock. Just like that. And they forced you to like be like, Okay, you either sell or do nothing. But all that I was could on do the was sell it.
1: That was on the smaller apps?
0: that was this morning. Yeah, this was on. So, but not like not like Rob- your
1: not like main investment apps.
0: Well, some of them did, some of them didn't. I mean, mm. some of them stopped it randomly. Like they would just stop it for a yeah. little bit. They would but it was only so it was Robinhood, which is the main player here, which right, the right. more you find out about it, you sort of realize that part of why Robinhood doesn't cost anything because normally you you have to pay money on transactions. Uh, on the stock market to your broker. But Robinhood is free and they don't charge anything. Well, part of the reason why they do that is because they're actually selling all of your information to a larger brokerage company who's doing the trades for free, just trying to get people into the marketplace and collect data on people. Right, yeah. You know, and so that is the trade-off, which I don't know why my data of why I trade and sell these random stocks... Uh, for low amounts of money is interesting too but I'm sure there's a way they've they they're, they're they've fri- got the whole to- thing mapped out yes they got the yeah. whole thing mapped out and this thing just took them by surprise and yeah. for once they were just like shocked yeah you know yeah. they were Connor McGregor on the ground like about to you know right about to lose consciousness like didn't see that coming at all and you know and then they were like okay well we're gonna change the rules and we're gonna try to rig this thing and it was like everyone and it's like but my point is, and it's not a rabbit hole, because what's happening in big tech is, is the same people. It's the it's the same group of people. These are all the people that that give money. Like when you look at uh, Biden's cabinet, you could do the same thing with Trump's cabinet. All the nominees, they were people that had. They were. I mean, if you give a speech and you make more than a hundred thousand dollars for your speech to anyone, okay, you do not exist in the real world. You exist in this world that you know what i mean yeah like you just exist in another world okay this is the world they exist in it's like oh you want to talk yeah come talk to us five hundred thousand dollars like the lady who just took over the finance treasury secretary or whatever like she made eight hundred thousand dollars for some speech that she made to the big banks that she's now in charge of like that's just crazy like yeah absolutely it, it's just like it's so blatant corrupt and it's just, it makes you want to just burn something down. And if you ain't got a job and the government shut shut down everything, doesn't and take away your healthcare, doesn't give you crap. I mean, this is what you do to make people revolt. And like, at least on the stock market and on GameStop, that was like a, it was funny and everyone just started jumping on board and it was great. I mean, I, I joined... Literally, I've never traded a stock in my life. I just joined, signed up, took out some small amount of money, and I just threw it at it. Like, I'm going to lose that 20 bucks? I don't care. I'm just throwing that $20 on there because <laughs> if I can make somebody lose a few billion dollars, I'm a happy man. Yeah. You know, because, like, that's just where we are right now. Right. You know? Yeah. And I guarantee you they're going to slow the stimulus down because of this because they're like, shit, we can't give these freaking millennials any more uh Stimulus money—they're just going to go on Hood and uh, fuck with the stock market. Maybe. You know?
1: um, so DC-based Antifa group was banned on Twitter. So it's not just right-wing people.
0: Yeah, but that's just the last few weeks. They just started cracking. No, down this on was no
1: weeks. no November 2018. Um, they it was, it was temporary. Nope, it was permanent. They posted Tucker Carlson's home address along with other family members' home addresses.
0: Yeah, that was pretty. That's dude. You should go. That's got that. Isn't that illegal? Illegal.
1: I don't know uh, the laws. Um, they're the leader of. I can't pronounce his name, so that's why I'm calling him the leader. Um, of Black First Land First, which is a South African group, used to be a political party. I don't believe it is anymore. In December of 2018, uh, was suspended for making kind of threats for every. Um, I think the threat was for every like one black person killed, they need to kill five white people or something like that. Um, I'm maybe throwing that way out of context, but believe it or not, he was only temporarily suspended for those threats. Interesting. I think that's nuts. So just to kind of show that it's not just, uh, people getting like the political one-sidedness of it all. Um, But I love
0: how when I get to Alex when I get to Alex's Jones name on this list, how they have it's like the biggest white space because of all the different like accounts he had because he was in Twitter like super early before like most of these terms of services even were around. But he's got like he's got like like 17 handles.
1: So there's, there's more that on the list that goes through with Alex Jones as well, with people that are affiliated with him or with InfoWars. Oh, Wars. yeah, just
0: banned, permanently banned for ties with Alex Jones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't even tell you, like, the reason why yeah. or whatever, you know?
1: All right, stop jumping ahead of me. Uh,
0: are you going to go through the entire— There's, like, a thousands of people on this no, list.
1: I, I, I said I was going through, like, ones that were kind of influential people. Oh, obviously. And so he's on my know, list. So I have, like, oh, eight head. or nine people. Um, but did you hear what I said about the black first land first guy? Yeah. So I think it's nuts that you can threaten to kill people and get a temporary, uh, suspension.
0: Yeah. Well, it's probably figurative speech. You know, like when you get all riled up and like, we're going to take our country back and start a revolution. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't ban, you know. Who's gonna get mad for telling people that we're part of a revolution and the the one percent have completely stolen all your money and keep you repressed? They can't be, you know, you can't hold that guy accountable if somebody goes and shoots one of the one percenters in Congress on a baseball field.
1: Yeah, he was he was banned for seven days for saying uh, he made threats to kill five white South Africans for every taxi driver killed in response to comments made by uh, a businessman, Johan. Rupert, um white guy, rich, South African born, so maybe racist. I don't know. Um all right, let's jump on to the next one. David Duke in July of twenty twenty. I don't first of all, what took so long? How do you have like this grand knight of the KKK guy still on Twitter? Who who just by the way, he, he just he lives kind of close to uh to me and Will. A few blocks away, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, but I hopefully he doesn't live in my neighborhood. You didn't know that? No, does he live in my neighborhood? Well,
0: I'm not gonna. No, we can't say where he lives, Will. That's we're literally talking about the things that get you banned. You can't freaking dox a person, but I'll tell you off air where he lives.
1: But that's only on Twitter.
0: No, I think it's, I think, well, it should be illegal no matter where it is, yeah, you know regardless of what if what the things he says are disgusting, like I'm not going to say where the dude lives right you now.
1: So Trump has been um, suspended multiple times. But the fun one to me is in November of 2017, Trump was suspended. He was suspended by a disgruntled Twitter employee on their last day. <laughs> So what you said before about Jack Dorsey, I thought it was funny because, yeah, somebody was like fired or whatever on their last day at Twitter and totally just decided to block Trump or suspend Trump. Like on the way out the door, I'm just going to do something crazy, which I'm like, why wouldn't you go after like Twitter or something like that? I mean, I guess, you know. Does Twitter have an official account? No, nah, but feel I mean, like, like...
0: there's probably, like, an extra password that has to occur before you ban, like, a Twitter employee It's got to go through,
1: like, a manager of sorts, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: somebody's got to give their initials, their little pin code or something before you just take down...
1: They need to come up to the scanner with their key card like they do at the checkout, right? Yeah, there's I mean, some
0: kind of scanner situation.
1: There's got to be something. I agree with you. What's your code? So... Going through this list, though, if you look at the list, it is very heavy-handed right-wing people being, um, being suspended. I will say this, though. I was thinking about it today. I was listening to a, a, a local station here, uh, kind of news talk radio sh- uh, station, and, you know, during a, Barack Obama's administration— One of the big things that the right always loved to do was talk about the leftist tears. They love to make the left cry, and they like to collect their tears and put it in their coffee in the morning and stuff like that. Just because they're, you know, your social justice warriors, everybody just whining. and, And I agreed with them that, man, gosh, the left just does nothing but whine and whine. Dude, I feel like the past year, past two, three years, I feel like all the right does is whine now. I just feel like everybody's just just complains and whines and this isn't fair and this is you know this is that and that is this and and I feel like the, the tables are have slightly turned on on the whiners. Um I I noticed that when going through the list of the Twitter suspensions, um there's very limited left wing people that have been suspended. And I I can almost guarantee there's been some inappropriate stuff said you know on Twitter I think I mean Kevin Hart got in trouble for a tweet or something like that that he said way back in the day with Twitter you know I had to do something about homosexuality you know
0: well it's I think the I think the deeper question is it's like I mean is Twitter and Facebook and all these social media platforms like should they be regulated like the television and the radio, or should they be regulated under free speech? Because this is how we communicate. I mean, what if what if somebody was censoring your emails? Like, I know, you know what I'm saying? Like, this private, it's a somewhat private conversation between you and someone else, but if somehow Google was algorithmically spying on your emails and decided that you can't send emails or talk about certain topics with other people, well, I mean, I feel like more people would be like, no, you should be able to discuss topics with people. You know what I mean? And, you know, one of the things that I think over the last many years, even with the rise of podcasts, I mean, people want a longer form discussion and debate about topics. And this idea that the more discussion you have the more chance you're gonna to get to get banned and suspended. I mean, everyone is. Like, you can't even ask, you can't even talk about the side effects to a vaccine without getting suspended. Like, you're not allowed to talk, even if it's a scientific journal, you're like, oh, hey, look, there looks like there may be a small chance that this could be a side effect. You can literally be banned from Twitter just for sugge- for, for referencing a medical journal. I mean, you know, you can't even refer to some people by their biological gender without being banned. Like. There's just some rules that are so like absurd to some people and to other people. They're like, it's so offensive. And you're like, y- you have to have some sort of freedom here. I, I think that social media companies are more like utilities. Yeah. That there has to be like you, like the idea that like a Comcast or at can pick and choose what websites can, can get better service on their, on their internet, on the internet. Like, I don't like that. Like I don't think that there should be. I think if you're gonna stream internet in, everyone needs to be able to stream that same type of
1: internet. And that's you know that I mean? net. That's the net neutrality, you know. And I and I've heard the arguments both
0: ways. Like I understand if somebody, you know, if AT and T called me up and was like, "Hey, would you like faster Netflix? We'll slow everything else down." I don't even know if this is possible, but like you know what I'm saying. Like if I could opt into that, that's one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Slow everything else down and speed up Netflix but don't start jacking up my Netflix and then speeding up my Amazon because you're getting money you know what I mean you have right. a you have a you have a you know one of these one of these deals going on one of these like backroom you know I sit on your board you sit on my board your kid sits on my board and makes a few hundred thousand your kid sits on my you know yeah, you yeah. Go, so, your kid comes gives a talk to my kids grammar school for a million dollars and then I consulting fees you know I mean it's just
1: right I mean so there's always like one of the fears that I have is we we've talked about this on a previous episode before uh last year. Like if you were to look at like the Catholic church and the true beliefs and practices and traditions of the Catholic church, it could be looked at as like, man, these people are like batshit crazy, you know? And if you have people that are especially atheists and whatnot, but just people that are anti-Catholic, like the Catholic church is not, a church of pedophilia. But a lot of people believe it is. Right? And if you have the right person that believes that it is making these guidelines and rules, at what point in time, like, when does the censorship go too far? Right? Um, And I think it is going too far now. but, but but,
0: But my point is that I feel like people should be able to question and research and look into these things, you know? And as much as I would hate for someone to just share false crap about, I mean... Let's be honest. There's there's plenty of good scandals that you can actually talk about and share around, um, without having to uh, you know make up false ones. But as much as I hate to have false ones going out there, I would rather have freedom of 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 speech, and the ability for someone to prove someone wrong, and to you know for society to shun something that is false. Rather than have a tech company try to fact check and decide what information gets out there. Like, if someone yeah, shares that, something that I find offensive, I can unfollow them. Exactly. Can, or you can hit you them know.
1: in the comments and, and you know. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is that, like, you're seeing that a lot on Twitter now where there is the fact check little thing underneath someone's tweet saying this has been disproven, right? And I don't agree with putting that on there. Someone is just sharing their opinion and what they think is happening. And now... Twitter's taking it upon themselves to call them out, being like, "No, this has already been dispro- disproven," and just because it's been disproven, whether it's fact or not, this other person just doesn't have that same belief. You know, some people legit feel like the election was completely rigged, a fraud was stolen from Trump. I'm not one that believes that. Well, I, I but think- also
0: too, but also too, it there's there's a little bit of discussion that needs to happen about that because. A lot of the people that say um, that the that the election was rigged or stolen, they don't always mean it the same way. Like they don't always mean that there was just a uh, hundred thousand fraudulent ballots. Uh, what they mean is is for example, like Pennsylvania state legislation says uh, the day of the election is the last day you can receive mail-in voting, right? But then the uh, person in charge, you know, whatever that offices secretary of state it's not secretary of state whoever's in charge of voting for the state they passed a resolute they passed a guideline saying we're going to accept ballots you know up until five days after or whatever you know and uh maybe it was 10 days and the legislature talked about it was like do we want to do this because i mean the the state legislator could stop them from doing that and they just like no we won't it's really technically if you read the law one way the legislature is supposed to pass laws to change election procedures. They just had to make a vote and the legislator pass it and then the state just enforce it. But instead what happened, the state just made an exception, added a bunch of extra votes that normally wouldn't count and then counted those votes in there. And so to some people that is people are like that is what people are objecting to well that shouldn't be legal because that's not your law you wrote your law your law says that no one no absentee ballots come in after the day of the election but you took them in and you counted them in there and to make it worse you didn't even separate them out to where it could be taken out later like you mixed it in and you pushed it through and so now it's hard to even audit it so they're saying okay that is an example of fraud now That's not saying that all of those mail-in ballots were not made by those people. That's just saying that they're not supposed to be accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So you have a you have an actual disagreement and discussion. Like, is it Pennsylvania's job? You know, some people say, well, it's not like Pennsylvania. If Pennsylvania was electing their governor, they can do whatever the hell they want. But they're not electing a governor; they're electing a president, and they're supposed to follow their own constitution. And if they're not following their own constitution, who's supposed to make them do it? If it's not the federal government, so you can have that argument. And you can object to that. And that is, uh, to me, a feasible thing. I personally am like, look, it's your state. They, if, if the the legislature is the one that, that certified the election. If they didn't like it, they didn't have to certify it. They could have made them recount it and remove those votes. That's right. on them. So that to me, that's how I personally feel about it. But I understand the argument on the other side. Now, you know, Trump but was should never be,
1: one. It, but should anybody be banned over what they believe? In well, that absolutely situation. That's the point. And that's, but th- right. as
0: soon as you start to ban someone on either side of the aisle for saying, oh, there is, there is absolutely, I mean, there's people, I mean, mainstream media is like, there is not a single, uh, there is not a single piece of evidence about fraud. It's like, dude, there's tons of fraud in every election. But every that's election. not to say, when I say tons, I'm not saying that it's, it's swaying national elections. Um, obviously, we've seen, especially in this last election, that if, if there was ever going to be fraud that could really sway an election, I mean we're at we're at that time where that could happen because you only got to sway. You're talking 10, 15, 20,000 votes. It used to be, you know. I mean, it was like millions of votes or one state. No, you know, one, one state, or one yeah. or two
1: states, right? But yeah. but as far as the the censorship on of people on Twitter, I think it's rough. Again, I had mentioned there's people that like to you know, teeter the line, get as close to the line as they can, and there's people that like to cross that line. And if Twitter wants to ban people for crossing the line that they shouldn't be crossing, for saying certain things they should not be saying, then, by all means, Twitter can go and and ban them, right? Um, Alex Jones isn't just out there saying that there's aliens coming to Earth. There's underground bunkers with these, you know civilizations that are still living like well i mean you know Atlantis. I,
0: honestly that that criticism hasn't aged well will what's that <laughs> his his alien conspiracies are uh, apparently not so conspiratorial anymore
1: so right right he did
0: nail a few things he did nail a few things he was so, talking about jeffrey epstein for a decade oh, yeah
1: yeah he was he was
0: it, but that's the thing about see to me you could talk about someone like you so you call him a conspiracy theorist now that's not to say that that every conspiracy doesn't have some kind of evidence or facts that are being followed, but you you like an investigative journalist is a good investigative journalist is almost secretly, I mean they're not going to write it like that, but they they have the prudence to know like I'm not going to say my presumptions out loud, but a good investigative journalist is going to be a conspiracy theorists because yeah. they're not going to believe your bullshit they're going to ex- almost assume the worst they're going to follow the evidence follow the money and they're not going to be deterred by one or two little things or a person that you know and so they dig deep and deep and deep and sometimes they come up empty handed and so in some ways you know if people hadn't silenced people like Jeffrey Epstein I mean I remember hearing stuff about Bill Clinton go to going to pedophile island I never even heard the word Jeffrey Epstein, but that was the phrase. There's like an island that this dude owns where like, you know, people go to like have sex with all these kids from all over the world. And uh, they would call it Pedophile Island, you know. I mean, but it was like – I was like if there was a – this is what I used to think. This was like before – this was like – like before obama got elected right and i was like dude if a place like that existed like the fbi would know about it you know what i mean and they would do some shit about it like and like sean hannity used to talk about it and alex jones used to talk about it and i was just like you know these guys are a little off their rocker you know yeah and then all of a sudden like 25 years later like turns out oh yeah this place exists and it's and it's Way worse than you know. It's so bad. Once they locked that bastard up, he just you know disappeared. He yeah. didn't die the he didn't die the first time, uh, but he died the second time um, that it was attempted. However, it was that it happened. But I mean, it's just. But when you dig deep in it, even in the Jeffrey Epstein story, dude, it, it's so deep. I mean, you're linking like uh, Israeli. Um, Israeli intelligence and American intelligence and all these I mean it it's a it's a web that no one wants to unravel. The yeah. US government wants to bury, everyone wants to bury it. It goes so deep in the richest, most powerful people in this country were all intertwined with that dude and the shit that was going on, on that island and and Wall Street and it's just like it's so frustrating. So on one hand, you're like, okay, yeah, it sucks that he spent two days on his talk show talking about the possibility that Sandy hook didn't happen. But after enough evidence came out, um, you know, he apologized for that one. And for two, he was just, it people were calling in saying, Hey, look, the police report doesn't match. There's this fit. And so they started chasing this crazy conspiracy theory about, uh, Sandy hook. And, um, You know, and it turned out to not be a conspiracy and whatever. And a bunch of like, you know, rich parents were like, oh, I'm so offended that you talked on your talk show that I don't listen to, that this might not have happened, you know, and they try to sue him for damages and stuff. I just, you know, that's the kind of stuff. And that, that is the catalyst that got him banned from uh, most of the platforms. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was something that he admitted that was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, we were just, I was following the rabbit hole, like, you know, and, you gonna shut down conversation and true, even conspiracy theorists, I mean, you know, it's like we have the ability to judge things for ourselves, you know? And if anything, most people are almost too critical, which is why we live in a society where just people can get away with such heinous crimes for so long because we're just, we almost think, we almost don't think um, cynically enough about especially the people in charge and in power that were just like, I mean, they can't be that evil. I mean, you wouldn't start a war just to make a little profit. And, like you know what I mean? Like, you you wouldn't really yeah. do that. You wouldn't just send your troops into another country or sell weapons to some country to form a revolution just to help sell weapons. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, no one's that evil, really. You know what I mean? And uh, then,
1: uh, like, then you're like, you know uh, what I mean? like I mean,
0: just think about how crazy evil it would be to be like well look we really need to sell some of this some of these like these crazy mi- mines and all this they, they have so much shrapnel it's so messy let's just sell it to this group of rebels in some random country because we- this,
1: this isn't the same but it's in in 20 or 2021 now but in today's time Like, Elise and I were talking about this because we're, like, really big into, like, serial killers and, like, the stories behind it, but not in a uh, sensational way of idolizing them, but just in, like, how screwed up their mental health is and their upbringings may have been and stuff like that. Um, And we were talking about, like, well, it seemed like the 70s and the 80s was, like, big serial killer time frames right you had all these uh, you know you had Ted Bundy and you had Jeffrey Dahmer and you know son of Sam and, and all these things but like you don't see that so much today you know and, and it, we, I think it's because of like well, with social media and everybody has a cell phone now um, everybody is so connected to everything it's hard to get away with certain things but there's still people especially people in power whether it's religious power, political power, whatever, who still do the stupidest crap and get caught, you know? Like I just look at like all, all the politicians that have gotten caught with prostitutes. It's like, dude, I, I I don't I don't get like why would you even risk risk it, you know? But uh... people will do it, and then if you go even like like. Like, less. Like, not even people in mainstream. Like, somebody that would have enough nerve and, I guess, cojones to go out and, like, cheat on their spouse. Right? I mean, that's a devastatingly, like, detrimental... You are killing somebody's soul when you do that. You know, especially when they find out. Because it's that feeling of, like evidently this person that I may or may not have been in love with or we were trying to work things out or whatever the case may be, I was never good enough for them and they had to go outside to go get something more. You know what I mean? And that's not even that quote-unquote serious of an offense when you're talking about comparing it to war, you know, or yeah. Epstein or something like that. But, like, people will do whatever it takes sometimes to get what they want and they get blinded. So easily I, – I can easily see – somebody deciding you know what we're going to make some money by going to war you know it's out of sight out of mind and
0: and i mean i I realize that when you're and that's i mean that's part of the scary thing about this about these drones and, and killing people with drones i mean you know it's been ramping up i mean under the obama administration the drone strikes were super high um you know trump trump i don't think has backed down that much from drone killing either Uh, I don't think it was as bad, but still it's like the idea that you're, you know, you're sitting behind a desk and you're operating drones and it's like you're dropping bombs and you're trying to kill people. It's it's so it's like a video game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a video game. And and even people, you know, like like I remember when we were when people were like debating in the um, Democratic primary. And it was like every time Tulsi – every time they're talking about war and and Tulsi Gabbard spoke, it was almost like everyone in the room just grew shorter because it was like no one knew what the – she was talking about. Like, you know what I mean? It was like she just started talking about war and Al-Qaeda and all these people and everyone in the room was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like it was (laughs) so clear that it was so – it was like everyone was fumbling. Like I remember the one time someone said something about – what did they say it was like oh the the taliban and this she goes she was like the taliban didn't even do that that was al-qaeda you don't even know what you're talking about like these are totally different people and like she's like we're fighting one war because of something another group did she's like we're just an endless situation and there is no end result there's no positive result after this and so it was like but it was just like she was when you're there and you had that knowledge and you really experienced that, uh, it just, I don't know. it It's just the difference between sitting behind a computer or a big desk and making these decisions and talking with all these people and thinking you're making a decision yeah. for the regular person opposed to actually knowing regular people and living close enough to that world to actually be able to make informed decisions. Yeah. You know? um,
1: I feel like, well, first of all, I feel like the internet is going to police the internet. You're not going to get away with anything. Even if you are right, you're not going to get away with being right. The internet will come down on you. I don't think Twitter needs to police anything. I don't think Facebook does. I don't think YouTube does. I think they're doing it because of fear that it could potentially backfire and like they 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 could be sued, right? Like
0: uh,
1: someone shoots somebody and you can sue the gun manufacturer, right? I mean, you might not win, but you, you could sue the gun. Man- and the gun manufacturer had nothing to do with the killing, you know? It's the same thing in my opinion of what's happening with, with these tech companies is that there's a fear, I believe, that's starting to happen because... You're starting to see kind of direct results of, you know, potentially if you read it one way or another, regardless of what your stance on it. But if it could be interpreted that some of Trump's tweets did incite the Capitol riots, then could Twitter be held accountable for not suspending him sooner or when he did say what he said or whatever or deleting the tweet, you know, and I think they have a fear.
0: But yeah, but there's a whole difference between, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's such a fine line between inciting. I mean, clearly his words and his actions incited a riot. But that doesn't mean that he intended it to incite a riot. It's not like he said, let's go bust down the doors. He said, let's go march peaceably. Let them hear your voices and shout. And, you know, I mean, they had a similar type rally uh, when they were trying to pass um, through the health care. You know, yeah. and literally in the chamber people could hear outside crowds yelling. They could hear the sounds of the crowds outside yeah. yelling and cheering. And I mean, I can see how that could have a big effect. And I think that's what they were going for. Was like this huge show of force, you're hearing the cries, you're seeing the people around town. Obviously that did not go the way that they intended. No. Um uh but it it was just ugh, crazy. But Anyway, I mean, I look. I don't see. I think I know that in Twitter, this is a this is an international organization, and it it is right. a very complicated thing in dealing in different languages, different countries, and different rules and different whatever. But they follow all the China's rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you say anything about you know killing you know Muslims, you know which they do in their concentration camps. Oh, you'll get banned from Twitter for that. You know you can't criticize the government in China, and so. They follow all the China's rules, seemingly have no problem doing that, but they can't follow American rules. Like you can't incite violence. You can't dox somebody. You can't you can't conspire murder or threaten violence. You can't defame someone. You can't just lie about something that happened to a someone because you could be sued for defamation. Like all of these things are rules anyway. So it's not like having a platform where everyone can see what you're saying and doing doesn't like prevent you from from being in fact if anything bringing them to the light and letting people who incite violence and say hateful things are on the record and it's in the light of day and again they can be actually charged and arrested for crimes they actually commit you know so i mean you can't you can't just have hate speech somebody actually does have hate speech you can actually ban them for that you know but
1: so i kind of agree with you um so there has been actually like china affiliated or pro-china government accounts that have been uh banned um well they
0: do they do ban some of the accounts from time to time but there's still plenty of i mean the, the actual chinese government still has the ability to communicate and they, and they say stuff about the Uyghur Muslims all the time. Like, oh, these are lies. They're not happening when we know that they actually are.
1: So, like the Chinese embassy in Sri Lanka. <laughs> uh, it, it's a Chinese government agency. They were temporarily suspended for uh, using undiplomatic language against social media users while responding to allegations against China. Um, there was another one. Um, the China, The U.S. embassy. Or um, the Chinese embassy in U.S. So in the United States, for a tweet um, that defended Chinese government's policies of forced sterilization of of women. So they were they were they were temporarily suspended for that. Um, Tokyo organizing committee of the Olympic and Paralympic Games. So at Tokyo 2020. Uh, JP, the official Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games organization was temporarily suspended. Um, And this was because, now get this, this is important. The account was set up as a seven-year-old. And Twitter deemed that it didn't meet the age requirements of Twitter. So Twitter does not just go willy-nilly. They follow their own rules as well. You can't be seven years old on Twitter, people.
0: Well, I mean, and that's another... I mean, that's, that is a whole other uh, ball of wax there. And, I mean, actually, I don't even know how YouTube does it because YouTube has explicit stuff on it now. I don't know how they determine someone's age. I mean, you just make up your age when you sign in, right?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how it exactly works either because I noticed the last video that we posted, which is not too long ago. Um, it was a whole new way of posting online. I wasn't very familiar. We hadn't posted in over a year. So going in there and looking at it, like you had to specifically, like explicitly say whether or not this was for kids and and stuff like that. And I've seen people get banned, not banned or saying banned, but get their videos blocked and taken down by YouTube. And it's and these people like thrive and like like not thrive, but they live off of this money and this ad revenue that they get. And if someone can put out a a video that they know they're going to get 150 thousand views, right? This one guy got his video taken down because it was like targeted towards underage kids or something like that. And he's like, it wasn't, I didn't even select that in his video. First of all, I saw his video. It was kind of boring in my opinion, but he has a lot of followers and he just does these little comedy sketches and whatnot. And he teamed up with somebody else. They came in town, but the whole point of this video was like a Christmas video. And he was sponsored by somebody to make this video that YouTube deemed it like inappropriate for underage kids, which he didn't select anything he didn't you know um he tried i think he tried to repost it like two or three times and it kept getting taken down and he's like i i got paid by someone to make this video it's a christmas kind of themed video and i i think it ended up getting put back on youtube like after christmas you know so there's always these stories of 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 i don't know exactly how it works but i i gotta know that little old you know me doing a youth group vlog video of one of our trips um i got flagged for copyright. uh i got a copyright strike on our youth group account for using a song and this song was a copyright free song of somebody who recently had gotten signed and kind of made it and evidently um because you know i've contacted uh lesser-known artists that are like up and coming on, on SoundCloud and ask for permission to use their stuff and my stuff. They ask to see our account. They look at our stuff, and then they say, oh, yeah, cool, go for it. You know, I like what you guys are doing. So I've gotten permission from artists to do it before, and some of these artists have actually kind of made it. Not, not huge mainstream, but they've made it. They've gotten signed and stuff, and then those videos later get flagged on YouTube yeah. for copyright stuff. And I'm like, I got, a, I got an email saying I had permission to use it before it was owned by anybody else, but evidently I don't think that means anything you know. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it works, but you know, they're out there flagging like crazy. So again, um there there's this guy uh on YouTube I follow. Um his name is Rick Beato. We were talking about it uh yesterday. We were actually on a a room of his um on Clubhouse, and he does these videos of like what makes a song great, and he's like it's so frustrating when a song gets taken down, and I'm here like doing a song from like the the 80s you know, or 90s, and I'm actually promoting you, you know, I'm promoting your label, I'm promoting the song, and then you're going to take away my ad revenue from it, when I'm, I'm breaking down the song explaining what makes it great, you know, and it's, it's hard, because it's not just YouTube's algorithm, it's people hired by uh, these big record companies that are hired strictly just to go and find these videos.
0: Well, you know, so here's a little insider info, and this is It's probably older information now. But, you know, I have a former student of mine who got a job. You know, she got a degree in kind of like music um, business or something like that. And uh, she got a job working and for like Capitol Records or something like that. And, And her job was to go through YouTube. She had a backdoor kind of window into YouTube. And if she found a song or anything owned by that record label she could she could tag that video and they would put wow. you know ad revenue on it you know and that this was like early days now i think a lot of it's more bot oriented and it, oh, it's yeah, a yeah. lot stricter than it used to be but yeah. she would only tar- they would only target people that had tens and hundreds of thousands of views like if stuff that would like, be worth singing, doing yeah yeah if you were singing like a bruno mars song like you know and you had 100 views they're like whatever but they would be clicking the videos that had more and yeah. a lot has changed since then i mean it's constantly i mean it's just going over and above but you know i want to say i mean i know i know i'm going back to like an old sounding board of mine but i'm telling you dude napster and myspace dude when oh we my shifted away from napster and myspace that is we have never recovered the music industry like kids that have been born after napster and myspace don't even know what free market music even is because yeah. there was a time where music was free man people like music artists were making music everyone was sharing music like bands were touring they weren't even signed like myspace and Napster freed the world from radio and big records. And dude, we had a freedom for a few years, dude. It was amazing. And then it all all came slamming closed. And to this day, I mean, outside of hip hop, hip hop is still rocking and rolling, but dude, like rock music and everything got destroyed by record labels that were like, you know what? You are not doing this. We are copyright. We're gonna control everything. And we're just going to feed you old music and we might pick a one or two bands a year. But that's it. We're shutting down rock music.
1: So I, w- I want to say say this as we're like wrapping up the show is um, and I'm going to go into plugging, you know, Clubhouse, which we're live on right now. Yeah, we should uh, tell people <clears throat> about Clubhouse. We will. So I went to my space last night. And I couldn't believe I remembered my login.
0: What?
1: So I logged into my MySpace and it's still there and it's not as cool as it used to be by any means. But I'm like, dude, I I haven't used Facebook legit, like haven't used Facebook in over a year. Um, and dude, I might try and just go right back to MySpace. I don't know what, what I would MySpace? do on it. I, I, I
0: remember them didn't like Justin Timberlake or someone like that buy interest in myspace or something i don't
1: know but i i don't know it was it was even though it looks completely different it was still nostalgic on what you can do it's very limited like i just remember like they still have can you put
0: music on your homepage?
1: yes you can but it it like it it redirects you straight to like youtube and stuff
0: Uh, like in
1: in a little window at the bottom of the screen right but you can still pick a song that it doesn't play automatically when you go to the site but you can like click it and then it'll bring up a youtube video so i was like oh cool so when i did have it uh, MySpace. I was big into Coheed and Cambria. And so I put one of their songs up, and it was just it was just nostalgic. Now, none of my pictures, only two of my pictures from, like, 15 years ago or however long it was that I had MySpace are still They're there. They're still there? Yeah, hey, some crazy. of them were there and some of them aren't there. But um, anyway, I just thought it was so cool. But there's a new platform that we're on right now. We're on Clubhouse. Clubhouse? We were, we were able to get on the super-exclusive... Uh, Clubhouse thing because of my wife being super popular. Joins Clubhouse and gets an invite. It's invite only right now. She gets an invite in like 15 minutes of signing up. It's so Um, weird. So I made her. I was like, don't give away your invites. Invite me now. And uh, so Matt and I are right now, we're on uh, Clubhouse. We're live. Um, So what we're going to start doing is we're going to start posting that we're on Clubhouse. Follow us. You can follow me at uh, at Will Bennett. And you can follow Matt at K2, the number two, Matt. Um, K2 follow Matt. Follow us, man. Check out what we're doing. It's super that's cool. Been my, so
0: That's been my handle since AIM, since Instant Messenger days, by
1: the way. Nice. Nice. That was so, my
0: inst- And my AOL. That was my Instant Messenger and my AOL.
1: So what's so cool about Clubhouse is I'm going to give you just a quick story. Is Last night, I was on Clubhouse and... There's a guy I follow, I just mentioned him, Rick Beato, and um, he's a music producer, recording engineer, audio engineer, who started a YouTube channel in 2016, and it's just kind of blown up in the past like a year and a half, two years, and he's, he's up there with like a couple million subscribers now. So anyway, I got a notification that he started a room, so I jump into this room, and how Clubhouse works is it's basically there's no text, it's only audio, and it's just like a you, you go into a room and you just have a conversation. And these people are moderators and they can let you speak and you can ask, you can raise your hand like you do on Zoom. So in this room, there's a guy named Tim. I wish I knew his full name off the top of my head, but I don't. But he wrote the mandolin part in the solo for Goo Goo Dolls Iris. And then this other guy joins the room who's a friend of theirs, gets on the conversation, and he's in uh, an RCA uh AR guy. And he signed The Fray, and he signed some other bands, and he's got this chick right now that is uh, blowing up. Like, um, like he was talking about, she she gets like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of hits a week on on this song that she has out right now. And it was really cool just to listen into this conversation. There's only like ten of us in this room, so you can just go into this room, and it was just awesome. So anyway, that's kind of what Clubhouse is. So Matt and I have have one, and uh, we're gonna stick around after the show. And uh, chat with with people that have listened uh, listened into the show, and um, if we have any audience interactions, someone raised their hand. Uh, they can come and be on the show live right now. So um, we're on there, and uh, we're gonna continue doing it. So as soon as you hey, can you know, get that invite, jump on with inter- us.
0: Yeah, the interesting thing about Clubhouse, I was telling Will, it was like it almost like humanizes people. Like you can't make a snarky comment. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because like, you
0: right it's me and it's like you know people are talking and i want to be like okay whatever fascist pigs but like you know if i get if i raise my hand and they let me in i'm just like hey guys like y'all are missing the point like i'm feeling this and then like i wouldn't say it the same way i would text it if i was trying to make make a right. splash in the comment section you know it's very humanizing and you hear people talking and like i was i was listening to like a christian podcast and they were talking about like marriage and family and chastity and a lot of people were like chiming in they were just like dude you're talking about this stuff but it sounds so judgmental and, and it was like but it's as like as like i thought it was like oh this is about to get heated it was just like it's just like an organically like it was just nice conversation it was like, anti-social
1: media because it was a it was you had you couldn't hide behind a keyboard like you had yeah. to speak and oh geez every conversation so far that i had <laughs> i just burped on I'll talk that was to nice. That, <laughs> every it's conversation, the show it's okay. Yeah, every room that I've been in so far, it has been like legit, like open to all beliefs and and everything like that. I haven't heard too many. I've been into some inappropriate rooms actually <laughs> that I've quickly unfollowed. But you know, it's it's. I'm excited for it. So from here on out, guys, we're going to be live on. Um, I think every other episode, we're going to go live on uh, the Clubhouse. So uh, join us there. Um, get that invite. Get on Clubhouse and join in on the conversation. Um, we've got some guests that are going to be on our show coming up soon. Super excited about it. We got a lot of stuff coming for 2021. I feel really good about this year, um, and I can't wait to get back together with you, Matt. Instead of just on Zoom. oh I-, I miss your face. We did have so. that.
0: We we did have that social distance Saints playoff win that we, we did can cherish forever.
1: We did. Anyway, guys, I'm William. I'm Matt. This is that guy show.